Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Light of the World podcast. This is Riley Rose Frazee, and today I'm going to talk to you about my favorite stories of Kent, and all of these do have to do with my dog. <laughs> these ones do have to do with Kent, because, like I said, and some of them are, are so funny you can't help but laugh, and the and one of them is very serious. I've already mentioned it on here, but I'm going to tell it again because it's it's worth noting again because like I said, Kent was an amazing dog. <clears throat> he was so funny at times and you know, he had his serious moments, of course. <clears throat> and there were times where some of the things he did, it was pretty dangerous, but he he risked his life. You know, the one time, because he could have, <clears throat> yeah, he could have actually been taken away from me, let's just put it, on the last one, if somebody would have, if, if, if the person had not backed off or whatever, and something would have happened, he probably could have been taken away, that's what I mean by he, he basically risked it all to do what he did, <clears throat> so, one of the stories is he, um, he, he had an obsession with the mall. This dog was a mall-walking fool. I mean, it was to the point where you could not say the word mall or phrase. And I don't mean phrases in, like, before and after phrases or anything like that. I don't mean the P-H-R-A-S-E word. I'm talking a concert venue phrase. You could not say the word phrase. Or he went over, literally, would grab his leash and harness with his mouth, bring it to you, take me. I mean, it was to that point. He did. He always would bring me his leash and harness because he just, he loved going there. That was his favorite place to go in the world. You know, he, he enjoyed it. That was Kent's thing. He, he had a ball with it. He wanted to go. So, we went. You know, and there were times where we had to just spell it because we couldn't just take him in the dead of wintertime. So you couldn't mention that place around him or he's like, let's go. <laughs> I mean, it was that point. <clears throat> now the mall, on the other hand, I could do it because I could just take him and it was no problem. You know, we'd go to go and walk the mall. And when we'd go and walk the mall, we'd get these high school teenage boys that would walk with us usually so that people would leave us the heck alone and let us do our thing. And it was funny because we could take that dog into different stores, different doors at the mall to the big stores, uh, Beerman's, Penny's, Stephen Berry's, Sears, you know, any of them places. And he could get me to the places I'd always go. We'd always go to Bath and Body Works, FYE, Nirvana, the Pretzel Place, the Cookie Place, and the, or well, the Pretzel Place and the Cookie Place, it was the same one, technically, and the Pizza Place. And even the ice cream place. I mean, he knew all the places I'd go. So he would take me there every time. I, I completely trusted my guide dog. I didn't have to tell him where to go. He knew and just went. And all these places had different smells. So he was able to just take me right to it. So I knew where I was. So I knew I was, you know, I knew with Kent I was safe because he had it down. And so we'd always go every time to all the places that we used to go to. Each time we'd go to the mall. We'd go there, I'd get pizza, I'd get pretzels or cookie or something, and, you know, I'd get something at Bath and Body Works, 
And it was funny because when he retired and I went back there, they were like, well, where's Kent? Where's your little buddy? And I had to tell them, and they're like, oh, man. You know, because everybody knew him. Everybody knew my guide dog. Every time I'd walk in, they'd, they'd always say hi to us, you know, and they'd make sure nobody would bug us while we did our shopping or whatever, and I was always doing something. That was just how I was. And then there was one where um, we were in church one time, and Kent was always, he, he, we'd go to church, and he, he would always sit there with me and everything. And we were sitting in the front pew, and we stood up to sing, I want to see Jesus lifted high. My dog literally put his head up like he was looking up at the sky. Seriously. Oh, it gets better. Same, same sermon, same service. We bow our heads to pray, right? It was at the end of the service. We bow our heads down to pray. You know, and preachers, you know, praying, talking to God, you know. All of a sudden, I hear this. <laughs> I'm like, man, he's in, he got moved by the Spirit. That's what I was thinking. And I was like, wow, pastor, y'all right? I'm thinking, wow, he really got moved by the Spirit because he was literally in tears. He was sobbing. And I'm like, wow, Lord, you really moved him today. What happened? You know, that's what I was thinking. All of a sudden, the woman that was with me reaches over, takes my hand, puts my hand down. My dog is literally, guys, no joke. I cannot make this up. I wish I could have gotten a picture of this. He was sitting on it on his butt with his head bowed down and his paws in front of him like he's praying. And I looked. I couldn't believe it. He was just sitting there with his paws down like he was praying. And I'm like, how in the world does he balance like that? He, I mean, he, he, was, he was like sitting with his, because usually he sits with his paws apart. No, his paws were next to each other real close. And I'm like, how do you balance, dude? You know, his paws were on the ground, but they were like pushed together like he was praying. <laughs> and his head was bowed down. And I'm like, I'm surprised he didn't fall on his nose. Because he, cause, you know, cause he was literally leaned down, like not like hunched over, but like his, his, his little head was bowed down. It was so freaking cute. It was, I, I wish I could have gotten a picture of it because it was adorable. Then we, there was one where we went to a dance. <laughs> like I said, this dog loved music. And he was at a dance with this, this organization that I mentioned in the last episode. They had an, uh, a dance where we'd all go and we'd, we'd sing, we'd dance, we'd have a ball, you know, have snacks and all that stuff. Well, he, he was, I dressed him up for Halloween and of course the school had to have a picture of it. They, they, they like, oh, you got to send us a pic. So I had to send, I had to get somebody to email them a picture of him because they wanted to see the picture of him. And, uh, so they asked, they asked the organization, I said, well, you'd have to get them to do it because I said, I, of course I don't have a phone to take a pic. So you'd have to get them to do it because they knew I was going to a dance and because I was telling them about different things because they, that was, it was only a few months after I had him, I believe, when I was talking to somebody from the school, because they were calling to check on us and everything, see how everything was going, because they knew about the drama with the lady with the Pomeranian dog, and so we're sitting there, and the school is like, well, they got to send us a pic, so I was like, um, somebody's got to get a pic of this and send it to them, okay, so 
my basically what they call an SSA service and support administrator. She was there, and I said, "Can you take a can you snapshot and then send him an email? They want a pic of what he's wearing." So he was a little baseball player. He was so dang cute, and he loved he even loved having his hat on his head. But I had to make sure it was back off his eyes because it was like it was kind of big on him because his little head was so small, and and the dang thing was like covering his eyes, and he couldn't see. And so I had to slide it back a little bit off of his head, you know, off his ear, off his, you know, forehead. So, that it, I mean, it still fit his head, but it was just, I had to scoot it back a touch. So I had to be careful not to accidentally poke him in the eye. And he just loved that outfit. He he did. He loved it. And um, so then all of a sudden he's like tugging at me, like, come on, let's go. You know, so we go out on the dance floor, right? That dog stands up on his hind legs, puts his paws up. So I'm holding on to his paws. <laughs> and he leans his head against my chest. Because he's tall enough when he stands up on his hind legs, he can reach me. He's, he's right up to my chest. And so he would he le- leaned his head. And I remember the song like it was yesterday. It was Break It To Me Gently by Juice Newton. And we, we played that. You know, that's what was playing when I was, sing- I was singing it. Basically almost in his ear because he was right up to my chest. And we were literally dancing to that song and he stood up on his hind legs and was dancing. It was so freaking cute. And again, I, I don't have any pictures or I, you know, have, I'd have a picture of him for my cover art, but I have no pics. But it was so cute because he just, he loved music so much. And everybody didn't think he did, but he did. He, he loved it. And... So then we'd we'd go walking down the the street, go up to Suicide Lane, make a right, go down to South Street is where we'd turn around and go back. Well, we'd walk in there, you know, at least once or twice a week, sometimes a couple times a day. Because usually, depending on the weather, because sometimes weather in Ohio just sucks, but... We'd walk that once or twice a week. We'd go to the mall a couple times a week. Just even if we just went to walk, we'd do that because we didn't. I didn't want to use the same route every time because I would just get ugh. But we'd do that maybe once or twice a week. We'd go to the mall once or twice a week, and then sometimes I would go and do things with my assistants or whatever. So he was always getting walks. So when I would go, I would only go to a couple different places because it was all I could do because I had nowhere to go. So then, uh, one day, we walked downstairs. Now, mind you, a dog in the morning, what do they have to do first thing when they get up? They got to pee. You know, they have to pee, and I mean now. They need to go, and they need to go bad. Well, I turn around, and I walk down with Kent, and he had to go. We were, we were walking down. Well, we walk out. And all of a sudden, I get ready to step off the thing, and he does this little, like, no. And he kind of backs me up, like, no. Like, kind of nudges me with his head, no, don't step off. He turns around and walks me back to the apartment, or back to the building. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with him? And my first thought was, okay, somebody's out there. Maybe he saw something. So I was like, okay, I was thinking the worst. But I, I trusted Kent to keep me safe because that's what he does. 
So I'm like, okay, somebody's probably out there, and he saw him and doesn't like like him or whatever. Because this was after the very last story I'm going to tell you. So I thought, okay, maybe somebody's back. Maybe somebody's after me. So I was like, oh, crap, not good. So I go upstairs, and I get, and he, he takes me into my bedroom, walks me over to my boots, my winter boots, nudges him with his nose. I'm like, boots? What, you want me to kick his butt with boots on? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, because in my mind, I was thinking Kent was trying to protect me from the weirdo that I'm going to mention at the end of the podcast. So I was like, okay, you want me to kick him with boots on? You think steel-toed there, Kent? <laughs> you know, but I didn't say anything, but I was thinking it. I'm like, okay, because I didn't want him to think, okay, I'm afraid of something. So I was hiding it. Like, okay, what is his problem? What's he trying to prove here? So I put the boots on, walk back down, walk back out. This time Kent lets me step off. Guys, I step off into about six inches, well, about three inches of water. So it wasn't a human he was afraid of. He was afraid I'd step into water, and, and, but he knew something else too. So we're walking across, and it starts getting deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where it is about six inches deep. Holy heck, dude. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that would have been over the tops of my shoes. Yeah, thanks, Kent. Wow. Because I could have been easily sick. Because it was freezing cold, too. I mean, it was probably 40s, maybe. High 40s, low 50s. That water was still cold, though. I mean, it was cold water. Because it was autumn. And I was like, okay, not good. Well, we go back into the apartment after we cross back over. We go in. And how this dog knew this, I will never know in a million years how this dog knew this was up there. But I go in and I put my shoes in the bathroom on the rug so I don't trip over them. Because when I put the groceries away, he was sleeping in his crate with the door shut because it was storming outside. Because you couldn't, he, he did not like thunderstorms. And so what, what I would do is I'd put him in the crate because he kept walking and hiding in the bathroom in the bathtub. So I had to, I had to, tr- to keep him out of there. Well, so what I'd do is I would shut him in his crate, but I wouldn't lock him in. So he'd feel safe because they'd make you crate him at night. So what I'd do with Kent is I'd shut the crate door, and if he wanted out, he could just push it open with his paws or his nose and come out instead of, instead of shutting him in. That's what I did. I did not, you know, fully crate him when it was thunderstorms. I would just shut it so he felt secure and safe. So I put him in the crate that day when I got this stuff, and he laid down and went to sleep. So how he knew this stuff was in this cupboard, I will never know. I go out because he barks at me, and he never barks. And I come out, and he stood up on his hind legs real fast, put his paws up, you know, on the daggum counter, which was the only time he ever did it. And put his nose up toward this one cupboard. So I followed his nose because I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, okay, what's up there? None of your treats are up there, dude. So I followed Kent's nose. I put my finger on his nose and then followed where he's pointing it. And it was at this cupboard. Open the cupboard. Right inside the door is my airborne. 
immunity stuff. I'm like, dude, how did you know that was in that cupboard? That's weird as heck. But it, it, it was, I could, I, I'm telling you, I couldn't make this up. I mean, it was just like, how the heck did you do that, dog? <laughs> and like I said, if I could get, if I could have had proof of it and recorded it somehow, I would have. Because I'm telling you, it, he did. He knew it was there. I mean, they are so smart. They do, this one went above and beyond the Call of Duty. He really did. And I couldn't find something. There were times where I couldn't find things or couldn't reach stuff. He would slide his feet under and push it toward me so I could reach it because I couldn't. Um, it was my CD carrier. Mind you, these things are not light. And I couldn't reach the thing to grab my CDs. And he just literally pushed it under the table at me and just shoved it over to me because I couldn't reach it because it was like way far under the table. And it was, I don't know why I couldn't get to it, but I, I just couldn't reach it. And I was trying to, because I was, I had headphones on. I didn't really want to get up because I was, had some severe cramping going on. So I was like, oh, I don't want to move because it was, it was to the point where it was really bad. And, um, because I, I had to really bad back cramps because of, Oh, God. I had the the crappiest recliner. Oh, dear Lord. It was, like, jamming into my back. So, I had... I think I pinched my um, sciatic nerve. It was bad. And I couldn't move. I couldn't reach the thing. So, I I was like, oh, severe back cramp. Oh, I cannot do this. I mean, I could not get on the floor or anything. It was that bad. I couldn't hardly bend down to pick stuff up off out of the bottom cupboards or anything. And he just shoved that the CD carrier to me and made it easier for me to reach the thing. Then there was the story where I got my cat Gretchen. And he would literally lay on the floor. She would lay between his paws and he'd rest his head on her. It was so cute. I wish I had pictures of that too because it was, it was adorable. Because she just loved Kent. And there were times where I'd go get a I'd go to um, get toys for him sometimes, and I always had to get one for her. He'd always take me to the cat toys, too. <laughs> How he knew they were cat toys, I don't know, but he always took me to cat toys, like, hey. You know, so I always had to bring something back for Gretchen, too. That dog was something else. And then there was the time where we went downstairs again and my apartment complex let me use the emergency door to take him out easily because I'd walk him across into the field there was a like a yellow pole and he'd find the pole and that's where he'd go you know walk in and use the bathroom because it was a lot easier because I didn't have to clean it up it was a field (laughs) because where we had it there was um Where he was, they didn't want him going right by the apartment complex. And in the wintertime, I couldn't really get him over there because they didn't plow the daggum sidewalks very well. Or I couldn't get him through the snow to get him over there sometimes because it was so deep. So I had to wait till springtime and clean it up. And, that, and, they, and they'd yell at me because they were like, 
Well, and I'm like, dude, I can't do anything. You got to clean out the yard then so I can get across there. But of course they didn't. But anyway, so we walked out there one day and I went to step out onto the cement slab by the door. And I was like, because normally we'd, we'd step out together. Well, he stepped, well, he stepped off. Because he'd step out and get out there. And I stepped out to follow him. All of a sudden, kabam! I went down, and I mean, I hurt my butt so bad. <laughs> it's a wonder I didn't break my tailbone, seriously. I mean, I hit so hard. Cracked my head on the door. Because I, I let the door go because I was afraid I was going to break my arm if I didn't. To, to try to do something. And I'm sitting there, and I couldn't move. I mean, it just stunned me so bad. I'm like, oh. And, I mean, I knocked myself upside the head with the door. My butt was so sore, I couldn't even stand up. And I'm sitting there, and I'm laying, I'm like, just splat, just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, God, that hurt. You know, and Kent is like, he turns around to check on me. Like, I'm sitting there, and Kent's like, starts whimpering. Like, would you say something? you know, starts nudging me, and I, and I kept trying to say, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, because I didn't want him to, like, you know, go into panic mode or something, and I call Helen, and I said, and Helen is one of my friends that lived there, because I, I didn't have a key with me, I didn't have the, well, yeah, I didn't have a key with me at the time, because I just went down thinking, okay, I'll just run him out real quick, because I usually would just prop the door, so I didn't have to shut it all the way, I would just prop it, and not carry a key with me. So I could just run out. Run back in real fast. Because it didn't take me long to get him outside. Well. When I fell. On the black ice. I. Slammed the door. By accident. So I call Helen and I said hey. I said two things. I said one. I said I need you to come get me. I said. Um, I fell. She goes are you okay? I said I don't know. I said I hope so. I said, I'm tr I can't get up at the moment. I'm stuck. And she goes, okay. I said, bring salt. I said, do not step out on the cement plank out here. That's what I slipped on. And I fell really bad. And I said, I cracked my head pretty good. And I said, I hit my tailbone pretty hard. And I said, so don't step out here. I don't want you to fall and hurt yourself. Because this woman's in her 80s. And I told her, I said, I do not want you to fall. Okay. So, then I said, I'm hoping I'm going to try to stand up and walk over to take him out because he's got to go to the bathroom. Well, I'm holding on. I'm, I'm trying. I couldn't stand up. I just couldn't lift myself up for some reason. So, he stands in front of me and I used him as, as my balance beam basically to stand up. I held on to him and stood myself up. I just put my arm across his back and just pulled myself up against him to stand up. And, oh, dear God, trying to stand up hurts so freaking bad, you guys. Oh, it hurts so bad. It is, oh, I hope I never go through anything like that again. And, and living where I live now is a possibility I might, unfortunately. But, oh, dear Lord, it hurts so bad. And I, I staggered across like I was drunk off my butt because I couldn't walk straight. Because my legs hurt, my butt hurt, my back hurt. I mean, everything hurt. My knee popped 
So my knee was hurting a little bit. I'm like, oh, dang it. You know, so when I got over there, he went, she came out, threw a bunch of salt down. And I told my assistant, Christy, I said, when you get here, we need some salt. And she goes, what happened? I said, I fell and hurt myself. She goes, are you all right? Do you need to go to the hospital or anything? I was like, no, I don't think so. I just, oh, man, it hurts. And I probably should have gone to the hospital, to be honest with you, just to get checked to make sure I didn't bruise anything or break anything. But being me and not liking doctors too much, I didn't. Because I'm not, I'm not one to go to a doctor very often. But, yeah, I, I did. I just, I, I went down pretty hard. And it, oh, man, did it hurt. Ooh, dang, did it hurt. Well, the last thing was the weirdo story. <clears throat> the weirdo stalker story. Oh. And this is why I thought Kent was taking me in that day when the flood hit. Basically, I was living with a roommate at the time. And there was a gentleman that had the biggest crush on me. He had the hots for me and big time. He wanted to go out with me so bad. His name was Cecil Thomas. And I'll never see him again, so that's why I brought it up. He wanted to date me really, really bad. Well, he turns around, comes over to visit, brings me a gift for my birthday, which I thought was really sweet, you know. He brought me the movie Hairspray. Well, he's sitting beside me on the couch. Well, I started off I'm sitting in a chair. Well, then I move over and sit on the couch beside him. He slips an arm around my shoulders. Now, I didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, here comes little black lab Kent. Grabs a hold of me by the shirt sleeve, literally violently yanked me off that damn couch, and I mean hard. Rawr! And I mean, I've never heard that guide dog growl, ever. And I mean, you could have swore you had a pit bull. I mean, seriously, he just went off. Get away from him. Literally pulled me off the chair. I had to quickly get up because I thought I might. I thought I was. He's gonna break his teeth out of his mouth because he was pulling at my sleeve. But get up. Walked over to get in the chair, and he literally, you guys, pushed me into that chair like, no. Like, instead of guide dog being corrected by master, it was guide dog correcting master. <laughs> He's like, no, you don't sit with that guy. Ooh. And my roommate, Trisha, was like, what the hell? I mean, that was our exact reaction. Was We both said it. We were both like, because we had never seen this guide dog do this. And I was like, wow. I mean, I looked at her. She looked at me. We were both, like, stunned. And he's like, whoa, what happened to him? Whew. And I was like, cause like I said, I'd never heard ever of a guide dog acting like that before. I mean, I, I, mean, I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's unique. I've never in my life thought of a guide dog doing something like that but okay so he comes over and he sits bes beside me in the chair like or not in the chair but next to the chair and Kent started watching him like go ahead you son of a gun do it again I dare you 
because he wanted to put his arm around me, but Kent had his eyes on him. And honestly, this is where I said he risked his life doing what he did the first place. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, if that boy would have put his arm around me, I bet you that dog would have bit him. I mean, he had his eyes on him. And if looks could murder somebody, that boy would have been a dead boy. Because that dog was staring him down. And my roommate has low vision, more than my boyfriend does. She has a little more vision than he does, I believe. And even Cecil said, ooh, if looks could kill, I'd be dead. They got a picture of him, and my, my assistant said his eyes looked angry. <laughs> not like demon eyes, not like red, but they were like angry, like really wide. And re she, she was like, whoa. She goes, I've never seen Kent look like that before. And she walked in. She actually walked in and seen it, too. She Because we got a picture of it when it happened. She happened to get a picture of him doing it. And then she showed, my assistant came in and saw him just, dude, you might want to get away from her. Just, just come over here and sit over here. Just get get over here. As soon as as soon as he walked away from me, Kent was fine. He was normal, normal, typical guide dog. He was like, okay. And he laid down at my feet. Like, no. But if he walked near me, that boy was like, that dog was like, uh-uh. Well, two weeks later, my assistant calls me. Hey, um, sorry to do this to you. She says, but I have to come over a little bit later tonight. Okay. She goes, I have to take someone to the hospital. I'm like, the hospital? What? Why? He goes, because Cecil beat the crap out of him. Oh. <gasps> That's exactly what I did. I gasped. What did you just say? She goes, you heard me. She goes, now you know why Kent acted that way two weeks ago. He must have smelled violence before or sensed it somehow before you could. And I'm telling you, I shivered so hard. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, have mercy. That dog saved my life. He kept me from getting into an abusive relationship. I didn't know the guy was even violent until after. Because we all could not figure out why Kent did that. So that day I said, well, told my assistant, I said, well, when you get here, call me before you get here. I said, I'll just come right out. We'll just jump in the car. I said, I want to go to the store and I want to get him a treat. I want to go get him a doggy dish from Dairy Queen and get him some type of a treat, a toy, something. She goes, oh, you're not the only one that's going to do it. So am I. Because he saved your life. You could have been easily beaten or hurt in some way. So we're going to both get him something. So we did. We, we took him and got him. She got him a small bag of treats. I got him a toy. And, um, you know, so I, those were treats that I put up so that she couldn't just give them to him. I hid those. And... And that was the same one that turned into the stuff and full of treats thing. That started after that incident. Like a few months, at, like a while after that incident, she was just stuffing him full of goodies. But yeah, he, that dog saved my life. And I, I will never, ever forget that. He, he did. He saved my life. So there are my favorite guide dog stories. These all feature him doing some stuff to help me. 
Like I said, he was an awesome dog. And I'll definitely miss him. But I'll always have these memories. Because he was my first ever guide. And even if I get a new one, we'll make new memories. You know, when I get my new dog, we're going to make our own memories. But I'm still going to take them. My goal is to bring them to the places I used to go with Kent and show Kent um, favorite places because he loved going to Sharon Woods. That was a park where he went with uh, training, and we'd walk it, and we'd walk it, and we'd walk it. That's when I knew he was going to be a mall walker just by the way he acted there because I went back there this summer, and I tell you, I, it, it, it was rough because all I could think of was Kent. And had I thought about it, I would have took the the um, podcast with me and just recorded it as we walked it. But I didn't think about it. But it was awesome to just go there and walk it. And, and Except, of course, I had to ride in a wheelchair because back pain again. Because I was lifting something and pinched my nerve again. Dang it. But, yeah. I, I've done that a few times in over the past several years, but yeah, I'm bad at pinching that nerve, I swear. But anyway, that's my favorite memories of Mr. Kent. So I will be back next week talking about what I wish Kent could have seen. And forewarn you, I might cry. So, Yeah. Because there are a few things that I wish Kent could be a part of. That he missed out on. Since he retired early. Sadly. So I will be back. Thanks for enjoying the show. And I will chat with you guys next week. Bye.